All right, I'm ready for the countdown whenever you are. Uh, all right, are you ready, Matt? Yes. Okay. Uh, sinking in. Three, two, one. Sink. sink. Oh, shit, I forgot. I was <laughs> wondering where the lag was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was um, bringing up the old closed tab with the Conquer trailer in it. Let's do it again, sorry. Okay. Sinking in, for real. Three, two, one. Sink. sink. Matt. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> sorry. <sighs> okay. For the third time's a charm, right? Right. Okay. Sinking in three, two, one, sink. Welcome to the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman. My friends' name are Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual. And um, I'm, I'm very, very sorry to, to start us off here this week on a downer. But we all just finished watching a thing on the internet called the Conqueror's <sighs> Big Reunion Teaser Trailer. Yeah. Which uh, apparently is came terrible. out today. No, yeah, I no, would not fantastic. have watched it, but Jimmy roped me into it. What are you talking about, Matt? It was the worst trailer ever. It was the worst right. trailer since Star Wars Episode 7 The Phantom Poop. You gotta admire the detail of the character and how, you know, really you know, empty and and, and very lifeless. animated <laughs> it looks. You really gotta, gotta really appreciate the uh, the engine that they stole to make this animation from the uh, PlayStation 1 uh, home console. Right. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I'm just reminded of like the beginning, the prologue of uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, when he's like sitting on the throne and everything, the atmosphere, the everything with that, that beginning scene. It's just you don't see any of it, any of it here. Yeah. Any yeah. of it. Yeah, there's okay. The Think, the thing at being a a video editor by trade, this physically it, hurt me. It, it to was watch very this. strange. It was a mis- what a mysterious trailer. It wasn't okay. My favorite part to be angry at right now is when the house drops on the thing and it farts and blah blah mm-hmm. whatever. And he walks up and he's like, "That's more like it," or whatever that voice is supposed to be. And then there's like creatures behind him. And there's that like incredibly unmixed like yeah that like comes from nothing, and then he like like his model like rotates yeah. stock, it, it spins and then he turns around an and he's axis. like yeah, and he's like I should have known, and it's like also not mixed properly, like like his voice is way in the back, and that sound effect was way in the front, and it's like <sighs> it makes me sick yeah. that and this is something that somebody paid for. It's it's like. Everything seems to happen without a proper introduction. Like that that glowy blue orb thing. That's a Project Spark thing, right? I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, Matt. Matt's I the Xbox it. expert in here, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so he might know. <laughs> the but, like, like, what is what is that? Am I supposed it, to know what's going on in this it's trailer? What you, or? It like teaches you stuff. It's like, hey, listen, you know, it's just, it, it's 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 in within the engine. So that's why it gave it a feel of like it's a machinima or something that they're yeah, doing. Mm-hmm. That that's the feel it gave because with, with the fan quality I can't get voice over acting. how Conquer like feels like his. It doesn't look like he's a character. It seems like he's like a puppet, 
and they're not yeah, really yeah. moving his hands properly. Nope. It, it looks it, like if you felt him, it would feel like dry Play-Doh. Um, but he's supposed to be a furry squirrel. Like the Conquer model in Live and Reloaded looks looks better than this one. It had a fur shader. It, it, it was a fine-looking model, and that was from ten I mean, years ago. This fine this model, model looks like the same thing that they did with Banjo and Kazooie in Nuts and Bolts. It's all like weirdly like blocky and like too cartoon, and they dropped like certain features, and it made made it look worse. Even Why though they're they trying to go like stylistic, furry animal. I don't know, but like something that like Matt just said brought up a thing to me is that like this looks like you know when when you'd make maps in Warcraft three. It does look like Warcraft, and, and and you can make like like uh like cutscenes that are like in-game cutscenes. Mm -hmm. It looks like those. Like if you've ever beaten Warcraft three, there's that really lackluster cutscene at the end where Illidan and Arthas fight, but it's like two like units walking up to each other and auto attacking, and it's like super like underwhelming for like what's going on it's supposed to be like this clash of gods and it's fucking like like ching 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 and then like Yeladin dies it's like okay fucking who cares like that's what this looked like it looked like it was made using that technology which is upsetting upsetting is what it, it is th so this is it, this how? is kind of worse than what they did to uh, Ob's Odyssey or Ib's Odyssey. A Abe's Odyssey. Abe's Odyssey. What am I saying? A Abe's I Odyssey. Know. Like uh, Oob's, Oob's they changes. They changed the way the art style feels without capturing like the ode. And I mean, it, it Conquer looks okay. I just don't like how he's modeled. Not, like he doesn't I, yeah. move I, properly I don't at like all. Like this Conquer at all. He he, he looks visually unpleasing to me he, he, it looks like if i rubbed my cheek against it i'd get like some kind of weird cut somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, like, that's like how i gauge the likability of a character if i can rub right. my cheek against it and have a generally pleasurable experience then then i can like i, I, I can identify with this character right i mean that's why you like bayonetta so much yeah oh if you and, rub and her the against girl your in skin, dino crisis you're gonna catch a disease okay <laughs> anyway but yeah, it's it's yeah. all sharp and jagged, and, and like that's supposed to be a squirrel, you guys, or or yeah. a chipmunk. What even is what what is what is that? Uh, he's what, a what soulless is that? husk, is what, what he is. What is that little furry animal that gets crushed by the house? What, what is it supposed to be? It has white spots around its. Is it a raccoon? Raccoons I are gray. No I don't know, man. It has a big know. bushy tail, but the head just makes no sense for whatever they're trying to anthropomorphize here. Honestly. I cannot tell you. I don't know. I I think the worst crime is that it it didn't seem like Conquer. It just seemed like any character could have been there. Yes, that's true. That's that's the problem I have with it, and it's it doesn't capture the feel. The, the of voice Conquer. acting is is so weird. Oh, it's gosh. like a fan project. You know, yeah. it's it's nothing. God, he just kind of like mumbles and whispers out his lines. And like, granted, Conquer did that in the N sixty four game. He didn't sound like he was all there in that one either. It was a very, very strangely voice acted game, but but this one's not fooling me. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, like it might have sounded better if the audio was mixed so that you can hear him, but right. it sounds like he was at the same volume as the music, <laughs> which is obvious. Like you should never do that ever. <laughs> You love the Let's Players who, like, they don't know how to edit a video, and for some reason the game music is, like, talking over them. Oh, oh it's yeah. It's great. It's great. And when dude. they're, when they're, the sounds of them punching trees in Minecraft is, like, like just blasting out over their voice. You know, I, I, I just, I just want to say that the, um, the quality of the voice work here 
is um <laughs> i would argue less prestigious or or polished as the quality of the voice work in my latest bunny hop video hey because <laughs> um because because i have some some star hollywood talent on there for the first five seconds that mm -hmm. i got really super giddy and, and fanboyish about but no one talked about it in the comments no one recognized the voice and, See, and that's for the any thing you, you got to learn what you have to spend money on uh, with right, the video because right. some people just don't don't care <laughs> Well, no, it's not. I just don't know how how recognizable the voice is in the first place. So far, I've got two comments that pointed it out, and then a couple other comments who are saying like, "Yeah, awesome!" out of a sea of like one thousand one hundred forty four comments. Right. And and for any eagle eared listeners who uh, who are a fan of Bunny Hop, load up the latest video, which at this time of recording is the HN console gaming thingy, and um, try to identify that voice in the beginning. If you <laughs> if you go back, way, way back in the Bunny Hop archives, you might find a video very relevant towards that voice. It'll be a fun little scavenger hunt, but um, I'm really, really happy I got it in there. I, uh, yeah. I pulled some strings and made it happen, and I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't want to say <laughs> who it is, but it is someone really, really cool. It was pretty neat when he told us who it was. It, it, yeah. it is someone who who I would say my boy, but I don't want to say who it is. <laughs> um, so it's the guy who did the voice acting for the king from the Zelda CDI? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We have to talk about that later on today, actually. Really? Well, not the Zelda CDI games, but a very, very similar situation Nintendo might soon find itself in. Interesting. Yes, yes, I'm sure you've heard the news. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I have, but before we get into that, before let's, we get uh, into the... <laughs> let's chat about, chat about some video games for a little bit. Happy things, happy which, things, which are not the news that Nintendo might have to deal with soon. Right. So, so, George, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing The Order 1886, kind of, sort of. Um, it, I, it's not, like, super-duper bad. It's just underwhelming, I guess, considering, like, how it looks and what those, uh, what, what the quote-unquote next-gen fidelity there kind of expects you to experience. It doesn't, it doesn't match up. Um, right. With the hype or the presentation, like it's it's this alternate history steampunk universe where London is ravaged by werewolves and it's up to the knights of the round table who who hoard all the wealth and the, the immortal what's what's the name of that chalice thing from Indiana Jones that uh this is supposedly a religious artifact that has more to do with movies than than actual history oh the, the holy the grail holy grail <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know why i forgot I whatever thought that was that was like too obvious an answer to give you i was like no, what could it, you be it, talking it about it was and i'm just that dumb but okay <laughs> damn so, that's, that's sad so alternate you yeah i know me too um so <laughs> <laughs> alternate universe london werewolves and and the knights of the round table are, are just like getting drunk off the holy grail and fighting them for hundreds of years throughout the centuries and it's it plays like gears of war and uh you, you have a pistol that fires like a burst round of three you have like a glock nine millimeter in this <laughs> game that's supposed to take place in in 1889 that, uh, yeah, it is 1889, right? Not 1869. 1886? 1886. You know, I'm on a roll today. Wow. But, okay. It's okay, dude. I, I've been doing a it's lot of work, so game, I'm going to blame the capitalism or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Order 1886. Well, I only red boxed it for like four hours because that's all you need to do with this thing. 
<laughs> I'm not exactly like storing it in my memory bank. I'm not going to waste precious brain megabytes on this game when when I have other very exciting things going on in my life that I would much right. rather remember mm-hmm. up until my death than playing the Order 1886 for a night after redboxing it for 350. But oh gosh, it's um it's Did a you game. Get 350 worth? Yeah, I got my 350 worth. It's sure as hell not worth um $60. But for what it was worth, I had a bunch of friends over. We got drunk. We giggled at it for those 4 hours. And um yeah, you know, for 350 if I was by myself, you know, it might have actually been really boring and kind of grating to play. But since I was full of a room of laughing people, it made it okay. We we uh-huh. handed the controller off every time the scenery changed a lot and one thing that we couldn't stop joking about is how long it had been since we hunted werewolves in London. Because mm-hmm. you you hunt werewolves in London in the very beginning of the game. There's a little a little scene where you're trapped in a room with them. They run up and slap you and then run away, even though they could pin you down and chew your throat out. Right. But throughout the entire rest of the game, you shoot human beings. They just, oh. they, they don't come back. Okay. Oh. At all. So <laughs> that sounds. You, you you kind of just gears of war it against other people so who shoot at you. So the order means what does the order mean if it has nothing to do with supernatural stuff? And and the steampunk theme isn't really explored because it plays like Call of Duty with modern guns, but it's supposed to take place in 1886. Like uh oh god, it's it's like jarring how James Bondish it is. You have instead mm. of instead of like Q giving James Bond weapons. Was, Q, was it Q or M who would give? It's Q. Okay, good, good, because I got that mixed up the night of. But instead <laughs> of Q giving James Bond weapons and being like, no, Mr. Bond, please don't break this on your first night out with it, you have Nikola Tesla giving Sir Galahad high-tech steampunk gadgets and saying, <laughs> no, no, Sir Galahad, please don't break this on your first night out with it. And and oh. you walk around this, this clean, pristine, over-budgeted secret intelligence facility where they send you on a secret mission to go to the slums and kill poor people and it's just like it it, it is so it it's uncomfortably modern for the setting they're trying to convey mm, and, and it just like weird. breaks the illusion and the immersion so hard for for like what is supposed to be kind of a steampunk fantasy it's it's the same story as as call of duty too like um the zero punctuation review brought this up it, it follows the call of duty advanced warfare plot to at mm-hmm um yeah, but yeah that's that's know. what I i've mean, been doing with my my next gen video gaming experience this week uh besides a few other games which i don't know if i had a blast with either i i finished up the demo of destiny i know it's like not fair to judge a game by the demo but it's uh it's still evident how depressing the game is from the demo there is a quest in the demo where um oh matt you'll know this terminology the uh the demo level caps you at eight and restricts you to the starting russian map but anyways um there is one quest in there that you gotta do that literally makes you rerun a dungeon from an earlier quest just with higher leveled enemies and two different rooms at the end of the dungeon Hmm. so like reviewers complain about this game having horrible repetition and I just played the demo, and it was already there. It was it was evident in like the demo. Wow. And the beta was the same way. Yeah, just right. I I bet I bet it was the same amount of beta content, um, because it was a very generous demo. It didn't exactly feel like a demo. They call it a trial. Um, but I didn't want to upgrade my Destiny experience to the full next gen sixty dollar product. 
There are ads in the demo for DLC for the full game. So before you've bought the full game, they're already marketing extras for the full game to you. Wow. Mm. Oh boy. And and it's it's so depressing too because the music is fucking excellent. It's it's uh it's Marty O'Donnell's last stand. It it right. sounds about as good as like one of the best Halo soundtracks. Right. And uh, I just wanted to listen to that music in a different game. So bad the, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have not had interest in Destiny since it uh since it dropped. So, I don't yeah. know, just more further like convincing me that I'm justified. I, you you might might think I play just everything that has an MMO title, but I stay away from traditional what, crap haven't? like that. Well, I I do play everything. I at least yes, dabble yes. in it, max level, and then I'll drop it if it's the same old traditional stuff. I like innovative MMOs, not necessarily just the same old. Oh, you do this, well, grind, 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 grind. I don't grind, really grind, know grind. what it's like these days because I haven't really tried to get into an MMO in like ten years or so. But I just remember hating every single moment of it. It makes me not want to go back. It's just, it's just not my jam. It's not my jam. Right. It's, it's getting stale. It's getting stale out there. Everyone has been going towards uh, actiony MMOs now. Now you've seen a lot of different types of MMOs. Like, uh, you know, people don't call it an MMO, but Elite Dangerous is an MMO. All those, so the, it's the same genre, but it's being branched out to to other things uh-huh. you know to the point that it, you know you don't even think of it as an MMO because MMO is supposedly you go from here to here and here to here and you just grind from quest to quest to quest which well, is well, not necessarily every MMO out there one thing we're seeing a lot of are yeah like games that kind of blur the line that that have a big open world and but also a like kind of linear cinematic campaign that you uh, fulfill through that open world, but they also try to encourage heavy use of multiplayer along the way. Like, I guess right. The Drive would be a recent example of one I played oh, last yeah, year. Yeah. Elite Dangerous, another one. What, what, what should we call that? Should we call that a microscopically multiplayer online game? Because <laughs> it's not exactly like the numbers don't scale. There aren't going to be hundreds of people logged into the server you're on. There will instead be like 30 or 40, depending on where your character is moving around the map. That's that's how Destiny works too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. they try to get you into fire teams of like four people, I think. And while you're running around, you might see four to eight other players running around the same map with you. When you're not on the hub world, anyways, in which case you'll see like thirty or forty packed in there with you. Right. Uh, when they try to do MMO type stuff on the consoles, it just makes makes me weep inside. I kind of wish just, we checked out that Final Fantasy demo just to see what it's like. People have been telling me good things about it, but I, that's one it I haven't pretty, dabbled into. At least it's got that. <laughs> and I mean, so does the order free to play. Yeah, I, mean, I know. But play. sorry, it's, it's always play. fun to buy a new console and see things look pretty for a while. Speaking of <laughs> which, this new TV—it's really—it's—it's uh, it's like on? unlocked. Yeah, it has because all of a sudden Wii U games look really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing Mario Kart last night, and I couldn't believe how good this game looks. Like, I, I was playing it on my monitor earlier before, but on the TV, I guess, with a bigger screen and standing a few uh, feet back away from it, it, it makes it really, really impressive for Mario Kart, where a lot of the um, straightaways just have, like, 
shit loads of particles and, mm-hmm. and little animated effects flying all over the screen when you're speeding along. It's yeah. crazy how such an old console can pull through and make it seem like Whoa. it's like beautiful. No. But it, you know, but it's, you know, it's a tack down. It's tacked mm-hmm. down a little bit. It's not necessarily it, it, like, it you know, the like order 1866. Two and a half, 1860. We, we can't even, we can't even. Eight, 1886. 1886, yeah. No. <laughs> 1866. Great. 1666. <laughs> yeah. but, but like, basically, I, I have a few games for the Wii U and all of them pretty much look like really good. Yeah, like good enough anyway. Like Mario, Mario I, I, 3D. I played 3D World on this new TV looks yeah. excellent. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart looks excellent. Smash looks. Smash Bros looks great. Sometimes 60 FPS. As long as you don't look at the background. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't look at the background of Woohoo Island. <laughs> Specifically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the background of Woohoo Island, Smash starts to not look so great. But all the other backgrounds right. are fine. Uh huh. What games have you been playing at the TOVG offices? I've been playing Monster Hunter like usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to play Hotline Miami too. Uh, I'm trying to like set aside some time where I can just say like, all right, just like I'll sacrifice some time off Monster Hunter because I know Hotline Miami is not going to be, you know, 40 hours. It's going to be like a 10 hour like playthrough. I was expecting five hours and I got eight hours. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So I was about accurate with my estimate. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing Hotline Miami 2. I'm probably going to pick it up this weekend. Uh, but until then, Monster Hunter and someone like tweeted at me and they were like, Did make, describe Monster Hunter better. You're making it sound bad. And I was like, okay, so I guess I'm <laughs> obligated to describe it better. Um, oh, did you but, say uh, something he didn't like about that thing he likes? Well, uh, he was just saying that like I described grinding wrong because like... It's like, grinding. I just said it. That's right, this, but that's it. the the whole point with with Monster Hunter's grinding is that like none of the times that you fight the same monster are going to be the same, even if you have all the same gear. Because like <laughs> I fought a Shigaru Magala twenty times, and by the twentieth time, I wasn't getting hit because I was like, "All right, so he's going to do this and this. That would be the best time for me to get in here and do these attacks, and that will be that will mean because like that game is like Dark Souls in its combat, where like." If you miss a swing, like you're open for like a long time, you really know, long swings, and, really long yeah, rolls. Right. There's like some weapons do it quicker than others. But a lot of them, if you hit a button one too many times, you're going to be open for like two or three seconds. And those two or three seconds are going to be like that can be the difference between you, you know, <laughs> two or getting three another seconds hit in. is a long ass time in video games. Oh, right. Yeah. Two or three seconds could be, um, you know, when you're getting comboed and stuff. Uh, so like, I don't know. It's it. Let me let people because it, people hear grinding and they automatically get defensive. They automatically think it's um, a negative term when it's right. just a damn word. Okay, yeah. uh, the, the definition of grinding is doing repetitive tasks in video games. If you're doing the same damn thing over and over again, it's called grinding. That's just it. And, if you want to call it something there's else, there's lots of you good can. examples out there. Like grinding yeah, doesn't and, have to be not fun. Right, exactly. I mean, League of Legends, I you do the same damn thing over and over again. Okay? The yeah, no, same you definitely damn do. thing. It's um, could could be considered grinding to get to right, level. Right, and 30. I know I know a lot of people who actually like I've I've watched a couple streamers who have said like like a lot of people hate grinding but that they find it like relaxing. And like if you find it relaxing, then you're getting something positive out of the game regardless. Like even just like 
if for an example of monster hunter that's not hunting monsters is like going on a harvest quest where you go to like one of the maps and there's no particular big monster that you need to fight it's just like the map is open there could be a monster there could not and you just like you know mine stuff gather herbs or honey or whatever to make you know weapons armor potions and like that's real important and you know just like walking around the map and like gathering stuff can be you know relaxing if you're not in the mood to like go balls to the wall against some huge ass dragon you know so it could be a positive thing yeah i mean i've done grinding so many times you know in video games in single player and in multiplayer and in i guess in mmos and it's certain when it came out to the mmos people it became a bad term and Mm -hmm. some some people will consider it bad but you know like for instance wow you know but so many people did it over and over again why because it was fun yeah, and if it's fun, then you don't really consider it grinding, but it is technically you don't grinding. Notice it. You don't well, notice like, yeah. that you're grinding. Like it, it, what the correct term is, it's repetitive. So if people yeah. find it negative, then it, they'll it, say, "Oh, it's repetitive it, it's to keep doing this over and over again." Loop. Well, yeah. here's here's like a, an example that I would use to like buff up Monster Hunter is okay. Every monster has percentage drops on the different parts you can carve off them. And most monsters have a gem, which is like the the super rare drop. It's usually a three or two percent drop off of monsters. So it's really hard to get one of these. Those are the worst. A lot of the, like best, a lot of yeah. the best armor, <laughs> a lot of the best weapons that are from the trees that these monsters produce are require like a gem. So like if I, if I want to like get up the Rathalos switch axe tree, I'm probably going to need a Rathalos gem at one point. Right. Well, how boring and like unfulfilling would it be if I just killed the Rathalos, got 10 of every part, and was able to make that immediately? Like, okay, so then I fight every monster once and I'm done with the game? Like, that doesn't sound very fun at all. That sounds like I'm buying, you know, half of a game. Like the so order. even though it's doing the same thing... <laughs> got him. Uh, so even though it's doing, like, the same thing, even though it's not necessarily a different... Like, they're not, like, adding mechanics or whatever, or, like it's repetitive so to speak like there's no payoff if there's no build-up like i don't know that's how i look at it i get you i get you i i'm yeah. definitely gonna grab one when i get the new 3ds it's it's super tight dude it's uh the the one thing that i will always back up though is that the tutorials are bad their intro level is bad their menus are not great. Like they're still using stuff that's a little ancient. They need to update all that. But the hunting monsters part is absolutely fantastic. Well, played, whenever I get a, a Nintendo console, I always expect stuff like that. Like I don't know why. What it is about like Nintendo games, Nintendo consoles? It, it's uh-huh. always dated. So I'm like, yeah, there's I always something a little like old that. about it. Yeah, I played the Monster Hunter Try demo a couple mm-hmm. nights ago, and and just like you're even there, I. <laughs> I'm just like amazed at how, yeah, how little explanation or like intuitive tool tips or GUI hints will be baked into this thing. And yeah, and and it's just like you slice at this monster for like 20 minutes and the whole while you're like, am I doing it right? Right. Right. That's uh, see that like there there are too much tutorials on certain things and not enough on others because like learning the weapons, all the weapons are super complex and have a lot of depth. But like, for example, stuff like the mounting mechanic or gathering herbs, like they'll they'll give you like a ten box, like a ten text box 
like scroll for that and it's like just shut the fuck up and get out of the way so they talk too much about the stuff they should talk the least about right like learning the secrets of the switch axe has been a a that's been like 150 separate hunts that i've gone on with that switch axe that i'm like just getting the hang of like okay this is when to like maybe not do this move because it does does two hits instead of one and i might need to back out early maybe use this to combo into the, the axe mode from the sword mode and everything like a lot of like little details it's almost like a fighting game in that like you can play a fighting game and then you can play a fighting game well and you're like oh it's so different i didn't even realize it you know mm-hmm. it's like there's a whole another level of play that like once you get there you understand that it's just so much better wow so yeah and and the 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 one thing that really pissed me off was the mounting mechanic is very important but i learned about it very early in the game because they tell you about it and then later in the game i was doing like a pretty not like far into it quest but i was like past tutorials and i was fighting a monster and to mount a monster you do a jumping attack off a ledge and i did that hit the monster and on the frame that my sword connected with the monster a text box showed up and someone interrupted me and was like, wow, I just love seeing a hunter sail through the air, striking a monster with their weapon. Did you know that this starts the mounting attack? And I was like, are you fucking with me right now? I've been doing this for like, like 15 missions straight. I know this. I do this regularly. You have an achievement section. That's like clocking how many times I've mounted monsters. Like, don't you fucking interrupt my game, especially not when I'm fighting. Like, the the jarring like like uh, freeze now you're being tutorialed it's like fuck god why <sighs> so yeah again though hunting monsters pretty tight <laughs> it was the best of times and also the worst of times yeah i like i said last week i'm just waiting for the the full engine overhaul re- monster hunter that'll never happen well maybe someday maybe, maybe someday, someday. Maybe someday it'll happen after these messages. New from Angry Birds Go, Jenga. Pirate pig attack. Yar! They're building our ship out of Jenga. Jenga blocks to keep birds away. I, matey. They race and they speed in their gold carts on the way to wreck the pig's day. They'll crash that ship today. Jenga blocks sink into the bay. They watch a rapper jump the track. It's a pirate pig attack. So watch your pigs back, they turn down the tracks. It's a pirate pig attack! Mac visual. Mac visual. I Mac like- visual. <laughs> no. Oh, that's a really great name. I'm going to have yeah. a, a side channel where I'm just like an Apple sellout. <laughs> side channel where you play all those great iOS games. Right. Just like Nintendo. Hello and welcome back. To the TOVG podcast. <laughs> are we going with that? Are we back? We're, are we back, George? George, are we oh, back? Oh, wait, are we back? Are we, are we back? back? We are back with the TOVG podcast. <laughs> wait, are we real? Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. And, and you know how you know we're back is because we talk about news at this part of the TOVG podcast. Welcome <laughs> yep. back. We're back. And we, um, skipped, we skipped past uh, Hotline Miami again. Also, well, no, we skipped Jimmy past was... Matt playing games. Oh, in, we gotta wait for G- Jimmy. In general. Wait, no, I thought we did talk about Matt playing games. 
No, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm just here in the background. Don't worry about me. I'm just George I'm just, just like George guy. just segued into the into the commercials, in the and I was like, so what Nintendo. About, what about Matt? <laughs> we, we, we can recover okay. this, guys. Okay, so, so yeah, Nintendo. Did we George? recover? Are we back? We're back. We've been back. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Nintendo has partnered with a company called Dina to make mobile games that are slated for release during the fall of this year. And uh, I just want to yes, yes. jump in and yes. let you hear that motorcycle real quick and then say that I'm pretty sure it's DNA. Well, it's spelled D-E-N-A. Yeah, like so D. Like when like I see that word, it's like when I see D. a .wav file, I think it's a WAV. You say WAV Dina. because WAV is the proper way to pronounce that. But when you see D-E-N-A... <laughs> What do you, why are you ignoring DNA. the E? It's it's there. It's part of the word D. Okay. D E N A. Okay, you know we, we are we are literally arguing semantics on the internet. Let's <laughs> let's let's not cuz that's how that's how internet arguments happen and no one wins an internet argument. Everyone I loses mean, I by default. <laughs> oh no. If you think it's no, not that just means you lost extra hard. I'm just kidding. Let's the talk about DNA. Of the let's talk about podcast. Nintendo and DNA. Dina, Nintendo and Dina, you mean. <clears throat> DNA. So they had a big press conference on March 17th, and there were two major announcements uh, that Nintendo made then, and this is the first of the two on our list. They mm-hmm. are partnering with a company called Dina, who is a mobile gaming publishing company you probably won't like. They release a constant stream of free-to-play mobile games using the Transformers, Star Wars, and even the Godus license, believe that or not. Okay. Uh, they are responsible for the mobile version of Godus. Anyways, um, so these are like the penultimate, like stereotypical free-to-play mobile games a right. lot of a lot of timers going on a lot of like uh in-app purchasing to bypass those timers a lot of uh, mm-hmm. card collecting type gimmicks going on where where players pay for a chance for a rare significant player upgrade and uh there is a very very likely chance because now they've announced it to investors who are going to expect them to deliver that we will be having nintendo games having their ips on this stuff at the end of the year which <laughs> yeah i mean it's not like the worst news in the world and you know it's I, not like world war three got declared or anything mm-hmm. it, it, it's uh, i feel like i feel like it was said on this podcast or at least i said it that i kind of see this coming because of all like the, the yeah. new games the puzzle dragons right puzzles right and, which, puzzles which and dragons is play. the same microtransaction crap i played a lot of it on on my android and, and you hated and, that tutorial girl and and also oh and also the the pokemon uh pokemon shuffle like right. li- li- literally you cannot play past five times okay yeah all right, you put, all right, so you have five hearts in Pokemon Shuffle. I didn't explain this last time when I was raging. Um, why it's bad. <laughs> okay. You, you have, you, have um, you, you go through stages, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and each one is a Pokemon that you can catch. Each mm-hmm. uh, uh, level is a different design, you know, different uh, stuff you can do, but it's mostly the same. You're matching, it's a match four, match three game. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But uh, during, uh, during you playing, you have five hearts, right? You mm-hmm. lose a heart every time you play a match, regardless of what it is. Special stages, all anything. Any stage you do, minus one heart. It takes 30 minutes for a heart to replenish. So you can 30 either... 30 minutes? 30 minutes. That's that's your bus ride. That's how yeah. they plan it. Yeah. It's, what, it, it's, an, it's an iPhone game. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's an iOS game. Um, 
you so you can play it so you can't necessarily grind you can't necessarily blow through the game you can't ba- you can't play it basically <laughs> this is something to go and use the restroom take a nice little poo and then you play pokemon for a second just to you know distract the time get your nice fart particles on it right uh george loves fart particles but in order to which mean they're my favorite (laughs) now yeah they (laughs) you can buy more you can buy more more in-game currency but of course it's not a lot of Mm in-game currency you can also uh check in and get like 500 coins it's still just so little and you need those coins for other things so you gotta uh, pay up. To yeah, pay up. It, you, you pay have up to, to pay, pay up. up in order to play more than five times. All right, and it does not take long for you to play five times. Let me tell you, especially if it's a hard stage, you play five times, done. You have to you have to wait like hours before you can play again. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, whatever it, it, happened to like a market of pay, or, or rather buy to play puzzle games. Like like the no. stuff PopCap used to make. Why why can't you just money. like buy something like this for two dollars and then be done with all of the timers? No, they're making money. Forever. Because okay. it's making money, they will make more. That's just how it is. It's because like if you want something casual to appeal to like a light user, like price it light, have a nice cute little light puzzle game, but but why do you gotta exploit addictive gambling personality types out of their the whales as they are known in the industry? Mm-hmm. Out of uh, timers that and, and gambling that that they have to buy lots more money from than than if the game was sold as a standalone product. Imagine Peggle like that. Imagine yeah. that. Play five state. You got five chances you shoot to beat a ball this stage, and, and then you got to buy another one. Oh my god! Oh my god! You, sh- you shoot a ball, would, and oh. then you got to pay to watch it fall within the next thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to wait thirty minutes for it to hit the next peg on the way down. That would be wacky. Now, I mean, obviously, this is getting into territory that's too ridiculous to be real. Well, but. technically, a, uh, a very popular stock investor's open letter to Nintendo from, uh, it was either last year or the year before, was talking mm-hmm. about the idea of paying 99 cents to make Mario jump higher. Mm-hmm. And everyone laughed at it. And I mean, granted, the stuff that we'll see, it, it might not be that bad, but it's still, I, I'd be willing to bet it might be some degree of bad. Mm-hmm. But but maybe not pay ninety nine cents to make Mario jump higher bad right so which would be absolutely it, it, it would be insane and and like I, I'm just like still amazed that that this managed to get through but also at the same time not super duper surprised because they've been like toying with it on and off over the past couple of years like mm-hmm. in like in two thousand three Reggie had a really really controversial quote where he said he's constantly thinking about how to leverage mobile as a marketing vehicle and mm-hmm. so that got people thinking about nintendo games on mobile that were used to market nintendo products like like demos or something right and um which which would kind of represent the quality of a game on on the standalone platform but this deal with dna or dina if you're jimmy um or actually no if you're george (laughs) it would be dna if you're jimmy Eh, whatever (laughs) the the idea is that they're actually going to make new spinoffs instead of demos for for the actual Nintendo platform games because they mm-hmm. have announced Nintendo has announced that they're going to be making a new IP of older IPs out of this thing. The, the assumption being that it will be a new spin-off series with old characters. 
kind of kind of like making various puzzle dragon versions of existing Nintendo franchises. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a, a, a Metroid Pinball coming out on this thing. That would that would make sense, I guess. Maybe Man, they're maybe really your pimping out their characters, aren't they? Just well, like pimping them. Metroid out. Pinball happened bling, like ten years ago. <laughs> Yeah. The, the the pimping is an old time honored tradition in on these streets of Nintendo's. It it's sad that you know like every like I don't know. Arguably, we use probably the best console out there right now in I terms of so. exclusives, right? If you have a I PC, mean, if you don't have a PC, it won't be. But I have oh, a PC, so I totally love it. Well, Wii U goes really well with a PC. Like yeah. having that for I, I actual think that's way to exclusives. Do it yeah. Mm-hmm. You get actual exclusives, not like fake exclusives like Xbox and PS4. Because if has. you want to play Far Cry 4, do it on a PC. Yeah, if you want to play anything that's uh that, that is on available PC, on the PC, do it on the PC. Play it on the PC. I know it sounds a little salty if if people only use consoles out there. I'm sorry, guys, but like it really uh, is a lot better. I, I, it's but, changing. I I I am like sure of it. I'm like seeing so much apathy and negativity towards this console now that I like have one and I feel it myself. <laughs> it's yeah, like wow. Yeah. It's like confirmation of how the like, PC you know, master race. I Matt, you have a really good PC, right? Yeah. Do, yeah, do you sometimes like question why people hate EA so much and then remember that when you have the console versions of those games, you have to pay an online fee for their online usability code that they were hawking. And on PC, we never had to deal with that. Oh, Anyways, that's just like one, one little thing that we don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, right. So um um there's one other interesting aspect to the story here. Nintendo and and Dina are also planning a online membership service accessible for these smart devices which is supposed to be um also accessed by Windows PC and also the Nintendo consoles. Mm-hmm. Well, I say consoles, but but that might be getting weird in the next news story too. Right. So so not only Nintendo IP mobile games by this cheap ass money grubbing mobile company but also a Nintendo IP subscription service for these Nintendo IP mobile games. Which, in that case, if they're making their money through in-app purchases, then maybe that wouldn't make so much sense then to make them awful cash-grubbing games if people can can pay for a subscription for them. Because like, right. like, like, even though PlayStation now still exists and they are also folding it into a fee for online gameplay, which I think is ridiculous, it's still kind of a good deal. Mm-hmm. To, to be subscribed to like a a grab box of games that gets bigger and bigger by the years. Yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with that. Uh, as long as I'm playing it constantly. But back in the days when I used to play Xbox Live constantly, it mm-hmm. was totally it was totally justified to play pay for gold. Um, which is the I su- never subscription it was justified. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, I I was playing it all the time. I wasn't even on the PC at the time, and that's all I would play. Uh, so I, nowadays, I, those I don't feel like I want to pay gold anymore. Yeah, I feel yeah. like people have wisened up a lot. Also, because they're like doing the games for gold thing to kind of compete with PlayStation now. But even still, I think that. PlayStation now charging a fee to play a game through P2P connections that don't even really use much of their infrastructure is a ripoff anyways. Yeah, I could see that. Anyways. Anyway. Anyways. Depressing. So depressing. Nintendo. Yeah, well, every time every time they do something good, they do something bad. And the, the YouTube thing, the, the this, and oh, God. 
Whatever. And I, and I still like have so much fun with the Wii U every weekend when friends come over and, and we I play still Smash will. and Mario and and like Matt, you can offer expert wit- witness testimonial to this fact. It's a it's a true retelling it's, of true events that, that yes. I do have fun with my Wii U very very frequently. Oh yeah. Um, our next story involves a another generation of Nintendo maybe consoles. <laughs> They've mm-hmm. uh, they've announced what'll be coming after the Wii U, and it's right now codenamed the NX. And Jesus Christ, they did not waste their time, and that scares the shit out of me. Because you know, I just got this Wii U in December. I don't yeah. I don't want it to be obsoleted so fast. And I'm yeah. hoping this is one of those things like like the PS4 was announced, or I'm mean, yeah, the PS3 was announced way 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 before it came out. Like I think about three years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like hoping this is kind of sort of a similar case where we'll have three years left to go of the current gen with the Wii U before then. But it's also that they haven't also like fully clarified. Well, they have clarified that it will be a game console, but they also tacked on something that might be marketing hyperbole or might be something that we can safely assume that that this thing might not actually be replacing the Wii U super fast. And that is that it is a quote a dedicated game platform, which I guess means it's a console. Um, a dedicated game platform with a brand new concept, which means it might be some stupid health thing. Under the development code name NX. And the reason I say it might be some stupid health thing is because we had that story a few months ago where they were announcing how they wanted to expand into a blue ocean of wearable health tracking devices like sleep aids and other weird things that aren't video games at all that shouldn't really like do anything with the video games mm-hmm. or, or impede their development or their, their consumer experience being a, a video game fan of Nintendo's. I don't yeah. know. I was uh, I was talking about this on the uh, the Dex podcast because we were talking mm-hmm. about Nintendo news on there, and um, since they haven't clarif- clarified that it is exactly a game console yet, I I know this may be ridiculous, but I kind of want it to be like like a hundred dollar or so like uh, peripheral of sorts that <laughs> allows a better. Like a, a like true connectivity between the 3DS and Wii U that would like maybe allow you to like take Wii U games oh, to go yeah. or something or like give you full connectivity between or, or the two. A uh, 3DS player. Like that right, way I like, could get Monster Hunter without right, having to buy a like, 3DS. Yeah, something like that. Like something that would allow cross buys or something, or maybe I can play the Wii U virtual console stuff through my 3DS, you know, playing stuff like Super Nintendo games, you know, on my 3DS, even if it's just around the house, like or I mean, I, I would prefer more than that, but like, I I kind of don't want them to commit into a new console when I just feel like the Wii U is like yeah. becoming yes, you know, it, it good just... now. It's like it's I feel like it's good <laughs> now, and it needs to get better so that I feel like I've gotten my money's worth, and then it can like eventually fade away when they come out with the next actual gen. But I don't think it's time for a next gen just yet, you know. And and also, I I don't know. Like I know the sales numbers don't reflect it, but from what it what I've what I've experienced in my living room, the Wii U was it's it's like totally beating the pants off the PS4 right now. Bloodborne comes out in three days. I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes out, but mm-hmm. like it's just oh, I want to get of, it. Kind of sad to see like this kind of underdog actually have this much better of a product than than uh, than the competition, but still end up losing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
like having to replace it that fast is it's just sad. That's 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 pitiful. Yeah, like I said, I'm hoping it's not uh, like an actual new like like the new Wii U or something, or, or that they're just announcing it super ahead of time to right, right. get these investors pumped about Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next up, oh, this is a uh, this story broke today, hours earlier actually. It had uh, right. my, my section of Twitter blowing up. Um, ooh, ooh, I'm getting excited over here. Uh, any any Metal Gear <laughs> fans who are listening probably know all about this. Kojima is apparently no longer going to be a Konami executive starting next month, and there are a lot of rumors circulating in house from sources unnamed anonymous sources who uh, GameSpot were citing that there is actually a lot of bad blood going on between Kojima's production house and corporate Konami and that they are going to be parting ways after MGS5 Ooh. which uh, yeah yeah it's 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 interesting it makes me wonder what's going on there <laughs> and uh, remember Matt was I talking to you about Destiny and how, how Marty O'Donnell got fired and no one really yeah. knows why no, yeah. it might just be because he was like eating everyone's food in the office or something. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like I, I can't say that I like that I uh, like Ko Kojima's <laughs> entire production studio could not be comprised entirely of office assholes, could they? And no. and they're like also some of the only people reliably making Konami money right now. Yep. And they're like, let's be real. What does Konami have without Kojima? Every time I know. see Konami, I see Kojima. So I don't, I don't. They I don't almost know what else sound they the same. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they have almost nothing. They have like, like a soccer game, right? They used to have Silent Hill. They used to make <laughs> really great arcade and NES games. Right, but I'm talking right now. What does Konami have that losing Kojima? Like what? Like what can they fall back on? That's not well, Metal Gear. And here's here's another bit of speculation. Like way back in 2002, after making MGS2, Kojima was talking about retiring from the franchise and making other games. But Konami and also the fans kept pulling him back in for more sequels. He's saying that yet again with MGS5 that this is going to be his last one. And I think like on another level that this might have been a conflict that was brewing over the past decade because of him wanting to leave this franchise and Konami not wanting him to, and them just deciding, fuck it, we'll do it without him. And right. they, they renamed his studio, Ko Kojima Productions, to Konami Los Angeles and uh -huh. took his name off of the box arts of all the current Metal Gear Solid games, yep. which, are, which are Ground Zeroes, Phantom Pain, and the Legacy Collection are no longer Hideo Kojima games according to the boxes. Uh, yeah, that's that's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. And like, according to the anonymous source, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll be really interested to see how well this uh, this anonymous source's predictions turn out. But but they're saying that they're like limiting their internet and phone connectivities at the office, like just really really petty shit yeah. over uh, something that no one has any idea about. Because from from the outside, it looks like like uh, they're just kicking off their last real remaining money maker. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Okay, they it's... have Castlevania: Lord of Shadow. They they have that oh, and a soccer that. game that they released. And a soccer game, wow! So they have a soccer game and the worst Castlevanias in the series. I heard they were pretty decent. They're they're not good at all. Mm, they're, they're they're like super duper cheap character action clones that come out by the dozen. Ouch! 
Mm. Yeah, the the new Castlevanias are they're very derivative of games that are not even Castlevania. Like I know Lords of Shadow, the first one was like there was like a lot of bosses that were like, oh, so you played Shadow of the Colossus before? Yeah, I see. How the hell does Castlevania rip off? Shadow of the Colossus. It's I don't know. I mean, like, it, I've not I've heard nothing but bad things about the recent Castlevanias, and like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's something that they could fall back on, um, unless they just like come out of nowhere and be like, "Oh yeah, Kojima's gone. You think we're gotten nowhere? Symphony of the Night two, <laughs> bitches!" And then it's just like the fucking like most perfect sequel ever. The, but the, I the doubt it. Three two thousand four Zelda crowd walks in the room and starts crying all over the place. <laughs> Because they're so happy. Yeah. Okay. I, I highly doubt that's going to happen, though. I looked up the whole list uh, for each console and for what they released last year and this year. And it's basically Metal Gear, Soccer, Castlevania, and, of course, Silent Hills that's coming out. And that's Hills. another thing that really scares me because, um, you know, I like to talk shit about the PS4, but it does have one excellent, really unique game on it. <laughs> But the That's problem is it is free, so I don't know if it counts, and it's PT. And, yeah, see, oh well, God. okay, from what I've heard, from what I've been hearing, uh, Kojima's contract doesn't end until December, and he said he's not going to leave until Silent Hills and uh, MGS5 are out, so I think we're fine. Well, I don't know, though, because, like, if you've been following his Twitter, it looks like he's doing, he's been doing a lot of work on Metal Gear over the past two years, and he hasn't said anything publicly much about working on Silent Hills, so I don't know how far along in development that project's gonna be. They haven't really revealed much information. I'd imagine it's still fairly early in the cycle, but, like, oh, God, I was so excited to see a Silent Hill game with Kojima doing it. Like, that seemed like the one thing they could have possibly done to actually renew interest in that franchise after handing it over to just far, far more incompetent developers over the past decade. And, right. oh, God, that it, this kills me more than, like, Metal Gear Solid Five. Because, I mean, like, what there have been enough good Metal Gear Solid games to satisfy me, whereas Silent mm -hmm. Hill, like, kind of ended with a lot of potential left. And now we, like, need a really good AAA horror game to, to come back and kick the genre in the pants because a lot of smaller indie developers have been doing it for years now and... And AAA gaming just, like, can't pick up the pace. And, well, I guess, like, I don't know, Alien Isolation was okay, but it's not really what I'm looking for because it's not a Japanese wonky-ass control, wonky-ass camera survival <laughs> horror game. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm I'm not, like, I guess I have no real source, but I'm pretty confident that uh, that we'll get our, our Silent Hills and it'll be Kojima-y and everything. Mm. I think we'll be fine. I'm pretty scared. God, it's just like imagine in the future all of all of that hype that happened when people finally cracked the last puzzle in PT and got the reveal and the internet went nuts. What if what if that all gets wasted? I mean, I wouldn't say it was wasted. That demo is pretty goddamn good standalone. Ah, yeah, is it though? Because like I was yeah, showing, it is. I was showing it to a friend the other night, and he got super duper frustrated at it. He couldn't stand it. He hated it. He hated how he had to walk around in circles and do this obscure bullshit and speak into the microphone, and how it was impossible to play right unless you had a walkthrough. But then well, he I'm saw. Sorry that he hates well, fun. Uh, here, Jesus. Here, listen, <laughs> at, at the end, when he saw the reveal, when it said Hideo Kojima, he said, "Oh." <laughs> And then he knew, and then it said Silent Hill, and he was like, oh, wow, that was actually worth it then. 
it's like without that context it's it might it might be retroactively ruined like like sonic yeah Sand. i don't i i highly uh, i highly doubt that it's gonna tank i think we'll be fine i'm just gonna say we're gonna be fine because i'm not i'm not gonna play it anyway i don't have a ps4 well, you have uh, friends who have a PS4. That's all you need to enjoy PT, by the way. I, it takes like two hours. I did it with friends long before I owned a PS4, and I had the time of my yeah. life with it. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, that's, uh, that's a lot of our console game news. We are moving on to Steam now, where they have upgraded their subscriber agreement to uh, acknowledge that European Union customers have a legal right to a 14-day refund period. Yeah. Yay! Hooray. Oh wait, it turns out that <laughs> literally two lines underneath that, it also says that by ac- accepting this end-user license agreement, they waive their legal right to the 14-day <laughs> refund period. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. They um, hang on. Let me, let me, let me. If you are an EU subscriber, you have the right to withdraw from a purchase transaction for digital content without charge and without giving any reason for a duration of 14 days. And here's the kicker. Or until Valve's performance of its obligation has begun. And that's, that's the legalese that, that gets you. That's, that's the language where they're trying to cover their ass and not give people refunds with is that moment where Valve's performance of its obligations has begun is the moment you click the buy button because right. they're, they're a store, which yeah. effectively would render the whole refund thing moot. And I don't know if, uh, like, I, I, I very, very weirdly interpret this as being good news because it means that, like, now they have this incredibly hypocritical clause in, in an end-user license agreement to sue Valve and, and maybe actually get a refund policy put in place for if not europe then maybe the rest of us because that's something that uh-huh. seem is sorely needed since forever like even ea right. allows you refunds i think their period is two days but like uh-huh. it's it's absurd that the ea has better customer service than valve like valve needs a kick in the pants they need a class action lawsuit yeah. to uh to step up their game in this regard and yeah. like it <laughs> that's why i like this story it makes me think that might happen soon yeah, hopefully. I don't know, man. Because I mean, like these EU these these license agreements—they're not the law. They're they're not above the law. Yeah, Pe- they're not. People have sued and won against against them, in spite of them, rather, I should say. So, uh, I mean, I'm not European, so so you won't find me anywhere near that endeavor anytime soon. But I'll be rooting <laughs> for you. Good luck. Good luck. Good, Good luck. luck. <laughs> That was a Star Star Fox quote, wasn't it? Right, yeah. That's that's a franchise about spaceships that fly around and giant robots that fight each other. Yeah. Speaking of giant robots fighting each other, Titanfall 2 has been confirmed in in apparently, (laughs) kind of an unorthodox way, a conversation with an IGN reporter um, at the BAFTA Awards. Uh, Vince Zampella um, confirmed, apparently in this conversation, that Titanfall 2 is happening, which probably surprises none of us. Well, I guess it might because it didn't sell well, but it was also like built from the ground up to be a sequel. <laughs> Man, that motorcycle did not like did not like the news. Yep. So this is a franchise that was built from the ground up to be sequel milked. It, it was their competition to Call of Duty. They 
a lot of, uh, I guess, the negative reviews for the first game that felt it was a little skimpy on features might kind of have that undercurrent of prediction that they would be staving off a lot of ideas for later games. Well, anyways, whatever, that's happening. Uh, it's supposed to I be... I don't know. I, oh, yeah? I, I played 60 hours of it. I never had a problem with lack I of features. I really enjoyed the demo, but I can't complain. Well, I, I don't... In the, in the Angry Joe review, he really hated that there wasn't a, a single-player campaign. I don't know how much, like, merit I should give that. <laughs> He got in an like, internet argument much. with Dan, with, with the IGN editor about it. That's, I don't know. I feel like Titanfall is old news now, and I don't really need to defend it. But like, it was like, okay, when when Call of Duty pumps out a fucking shitty single player for their for their multiplayer game, everyone's like, they should have just left it out because it's so bad. Yeah. And then when another company is like. Well, we're going to leave it out because whatever we're going to come up with, come up with is shit. And then they do that. Everyone's like, they should have put a single player can't like, no, that's not how it fucking works. It's a multiplayer game. It would be like playing bot matches of TF2 in the single player are, game. Are there bots? They, um, yeah, because because bots are like, OK, I if there is no single player, I want bots so I can at least still enjoy what this game is like 20 years in the future and the post-apocalyptic internetless ruins of the cyber right. apocalypse, I, you know? I get that, but like, first of all, okay, they do have a campaign. It's multiplayer, but it's a campaign where you go through like a story of sorts. <laughs> Don't they just it's kind really of like cheesy. play cutscenes before and after matches that are supposed to contextualize pretty, them? They're they're like they're like pretty specific goal matches. Like okay, like this one's a death match, but this one is a you know whatever other type. But like there is like a campaign. Yes, it's multiplayer, but it was like impossible not to find a match. Like I, unless you don't have internet. So I guess that's the gripe. But like, why are you buying Titanfall if you don't have the internet? How are you buying Titanfall if you don't have the internet? I'm actually, I'm actually confused. That doesn't like make you sad that in the future, when this game's not going to have its internet master servers enabled anymore, you're not going to be able to at least see what it was like. Like, I feel if there's mm. enough of a want for it, modders can make it happen. But I'm not Maybe. really hung up on it. I'll be playing Monster Hunter. I, so I it's guess all I good. have to like <laughs> give a disclaimer here. I can't stand the five-hour corridor shooter campaigns that they tack onto these games. But yeah. I do really, really love bots. Like, like setting bots on hard mode is like some of the most. I have precious memories playing Perfect Dark with bots and and counter strike yeah, too actually and uh when I was and a kid. i didn't have didn't have bots right or did it no it didn't have bots no no it bots that, no. that's why golden eye has aged poorly because it didn't have bots what i mean it's good on the couch, game that i played with bots perfect dark uh, no i didn't play perfect dark uh turok rage wars i didn't play turok Ooh, um, I n64 multiplayer shooter with bots those are those are the two i remember I'm sure. Yeah, that's weird. I'm sure there were some others, but what Diddy do I know? Kong Racing. <laughs> What's that? <clears throat> yes, yes, it was Diddy Kong Racing. That's the one. <laughs> that is. Uh, the maybe one. I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm think, I might be thinking of uh, PS2 because I played uh, a lot of Star Wars Battlefront on there, and that was like all bots. You didn't need friends to play oh, a match yeah, of Battlefront. That's, that's like a great example of a game that would yeah. be shit if it didn't have bots. Right, Battlefront is fantastic, oh, and I can still play a game of Battlefront. I have Battlefront 2 on Steam. See, I can play bots that still have their place. And actually, yeah. like, the AI is already there, because half of the people on the but battlefield like, in Titanfall are bots already. But what he, what Joe is talking about is is no single-player campaign, like, which is such a stupid thing to complain about for a game like Titanfall. Well, in my okay, opinion, like, the Unreal Tournament... 
Go ahead. The Go Unreal ahead. Tournament games have a quote-unquote single-player campaign. It's just a series of bot matches that, like, train you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, like, I think that's fine. I think that's yeah. just... If, if a game is being built from the ground up for multiplayer and not single-player, I think that is what should be included as a bare minimum in single-player because it, it would then make it future-proof when the internet doesn't exist anymore if not for everyone in the world because of some horrible apocalyptic event, but because, like, you know, these games get old and GameSpy shuts down. Right. I No, I for, definitely for, for get that. For purposes of preservation, I think it's very, very important. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense to me. It, I, I think a, some people think a little bit differently. Like, I've met a few people uh, when I was working at GameStop that people would buy Call of Duty just to play the single player. I kid oh, you not. Oh, God. Yeah, I, they I mean, buy some, the single player. Uh, I, some people wow. do that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. It, I feel like it's a weird thing to complain about. People, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely is. Especially if it's it, if it's a multiplayer game, it's a multiplayer game. You can't say if it, they didn't say they they were going to have a single player, right? Right. So I mean, what you're going to complain that an MMO is offline? It's not offline. <laughs> like it's just not right. going to be a thing. If it's a multiplayer game, it's a multiplayer game. They decide to put more money and effort into the multiplayer than in single player because they, it was going to feel tacked on which a lot of games do tack that junk on well if you're oh, like dude, building they a little bit more money on it though either the multiplayer or the single player is going to feel tacked on in most cases like the right. multi- no one ever said the multiplayer and and the single well, player in bioshock though? 2 felt tacked on to the multiplayer no one said that what about mass effect though mass effect was pretty good Mass Effect and that was 3 had on multiplayer, multiplayer mode. Yeah, well, it was still tacked on. Yeah, but it was good. <laughs> it was actually good, which is weird. Uh, some people like Dragon Age 1, but I didn't really care for it. Is that an Inquisition? Yeah. Huh. I didn't yeah. know it had multiplayer at all. Yeah, Yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. I've, I've, I've literally never even heard of this. Yeah. It, oh it, there's a multiplayer and everything. Level up, yeah, level up <laughs> system and everything, bro. Everything. I had some in my review. I recorded people arguing with each other. It was great. It, it was got great. That heated. Oh, it got heated, dude. Classic Xbox <laughs> hype, dude. It was oh, dude. Skip, uh, is, my, is skip there... that. Skip to to the end of my video of my of my review. And is, it's just is like Dragon the Age Inquisition going to be at Evo? <laughs> <laughs> no oh man no not at all oh that's not that's a shame um people so yeah it's one of those multiplayers where you play it and then you forget about it that's right that's the kind of multiplayer that is tacked on true yeah, yeah. you just made my point invalid thank you george <laughs> appreciate it appreciate it <laughs> welcome i guess <laughs> oh man all right so we got a few more bullet points um titanfall 2 they're vince zampella wants to stress that they want to be multi-platform this time which seems like a weird thing to insist since the first one came out on pc and another platform that was not the pc so i guess they might be trying to push this next one onto ps4 as well um single player is not a priority we were we just spent like geologic time talking about that and they also mm-hmm. want to do DLC following Evolve's example, promising free maps for all players over the game's lifetime. Which is interesting, because right now there's a lot of hate for how Evolve is doing DLC right. early in the game's lifetime. Which is, like, by crisscrossing features and content between different pre-order versions and different packages, depending on where you buy them. And it's, it's, it's messy. Get a new yeah. emote. 
You can <laughs> now wave in the game. Yeah, that's, I remember. That's like, I remember when you showed how me that. How expensive is that to develop? Honestly, I don't know if I'm that's just the saying, Evolo. That was Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, that I'm was just Last saying, of Us. You're just yeah. saying. I'm just saying just that saying. you can wave in Monster Hunter by default. Yeah, oh, I mean, snap. automatically better. Everyone, how, yeah. better. How save can, your money. Yep. How how did they possibly get that out on time and in budget if they included <laughs> waves? I mean, I mean, waving was in fucking Monster Hunter One on PS2. So like, I mean, I mean, it's the same. It's it's, it's a uh, a legacy feature. Um, one last story, and then we'll move on to the questions. And this last story is actually good news for once, and actually circling back to console-only stuff. And that's that a new PS4 update is going to come out at some undisclosed date, I think, right now, unless they've updated it since the last time I looked at this story. There is a system update called Yukimura for the PlayStation 4 that's going to be adding the suspend-resume feature, which you might remember from the PlayStation 4's reveal from two years ago, which is kind of silly that they would launch it out now. But one very, very long-awaited, much needed feature for pretty much any console is uh remappable controls system wide yes, cool for thing. every game that's a very cool thing very very cool thing so that means so, if uh there's a control scheme we don't like we can we can fix it we can unify the control scheme between like destiny and last of us and the order because they're right, all so, the same uh, game <laughs> that's actually <laughs> pretty tight yeah, yeah it is yeah this, uh, so, this so like you like useful. go into your system settings and just like map like directional right to like your X button. Supposedly, map map all buttons to X button. Win every match. If you game. want to fuck with someone <laughs> and you're at their house and they're not looking, you could do that, and it would confuse them, and you'd oh. laugh and you'd be a dick. Playing a fighting game, just switch their punches and kicks. <laughs> oh my god! That's all you need to do. It would you take can leave them a while to notice same. that too if it they would, have the muscle memory down. <laughs> Or even even this, just switch one of their punches and kicks. So it's like light punch, medium yeah, kick, light, heavy punch. Light to medium. Then, right. Uh, so let's see. We also, users who are sub-users will be upgraded to master, which is like a weird PS4 thing that's just like a convenience feature. Um, you'll also be able to add your friends list from Facebook into the game, on yeah, into the OS on the PSN on your, your on friends, your friends list PlayStation yeah. network that yeah. thing i'm still learning i'm still learning yeah, the terminology this sounds like a pretty standard move but but okay oh and remote play and share will be in 60 fps which will be cool i guess yeah and, and they're adding daily motion to the share button if you want another button you'll never press <laughs> but no like remappable <laughs> controls yay I, I consider that good news i think that's cool i hope other companies follow that example well, there aren't many yeah. to follow. Like, yeah, if Nintendo and Microsoft did that, that would be great. And you know, I mean, like, like you can oh, you can remap your controls in Smash for Nintendo. So maybe they like they kind of know. Like, hopefully, they'll just know a little bit more for more games. I don't know. But I mean, like, this is this is an OS wide thing. Right, right. It's, it's a system that. update. You can finally make it so that your uh, your your forward or your your select and your back buttons are the correct way around on your Wii U. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> And and also like for for disabled gamers, they can they can make one handed setups and not have to mm, deal with a true. whole lot of a whole lot of bullshit. That's that true. They, they've had that. to before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there has been <laughs> this system update may kill the kind of sort of lucrative market for accessibility controllers. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe. Huh. Uh, so let's see. Uh, that about covers it up for the news so far. We got a couple questions for the. 
the forums, mm-hmm. the, the forums last stand. The new forums. Oh, never the new mind. forums are actually two weeks from now. Yeah, oh, these, still a little bit away. These are on their way out, but um, they're gonna be tight though. I, I, I like the the new forum uh, system that we're working with. It's a different service provider for forums, and it's one I've used for quite a long time on other forums, and it's very good. Um, so, super excited for that to. Uh, come to fruition that's so good. i can leave some really bad messages before this two weeks right and no one will ever know yeah. i mean they're gonna get wiped so, yeah. so do it now <laughs> all right you want to go bye bye, well, don't, bye don't don't do that just don't do that i'm, I'm gonna kidding. do that at the last day you know <laughs> just like the second before it it, it right. wipes just be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> and the post cuts off in the middle yeah right. the post cuts off as you're hitting enter it's like we're sorry this form could not be found yeah well, we have voice was... systems to say that for you awesome so awesome. all right before before the forums are gone we have a couple questions um tom 555 asks how do you deal with troublesome players in online games do you just mute them immediately or do you have any success stories of calming down an abusive player uh to answer um, the first question <laughs> yes to answer the second question no no <laughs> uh for to answer the first question mostly yes almost always mute people yeah uh depending on the game though if it's if it's like TF2, I'll just mute. I usually I actually preemptively mute when I go into servers on TF2 because I actually don't want to hear anybody talking ever because I'm usually in a Skype call with my friends and I don't want to hear like you know uh, euphoric man six 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 being like <laughs> saying whatever the hell he's gonna say because that's that's the guy that always talks is that guy like like TF2. Um, it's a culture in TF2. Like it like, is, like it pouring is. garbage through the microphone. <laughs> that's they, they have like macros uh, and scripts and buttons for that. Like it's 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 part of part of the norms. Um, one of the best experiences that I ever had with a guy who you can consider disruptive, but he was just very into the game was when we were playing Guns of Icarus, Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time, me and a couple of my friends, we got it for Christmas. We just like that. We, we all buy each other like, Oh, I'm going to buy eight of this game. And they're usually like real cheap games and Guns of Icarus was like three bucks. So I bought it for everybody. And, uh, we got this guy, me and my friend were just matchmaking, just us two, and we got this guy who was the captain and pilot of our ship, who was role-playing a steampunk <laughs> British captain and pilot That's of a ship. Awesome. And he was really bad at it, and it was very funny, because, like, he was a little awkward with it, but he, like, kind of knew what he wanted, and so, like, every time we'd, like, like start hitting a ship, he'd be like, all right, that's a good one, boys, give him another volley, and we were like, okay... <laughs> Okay, it was very Captain. funny, but um, the other like I have had a few success stories. Nothing like worth noting. It's not like nothing like I oh I did this right. It was just like okay, the guy realized he was a dick magically. But uh, the other thing that we'll do is if it's enough of my friends with me, um, you just play into the like the like subtle trolling game with these guys. If they're like, if it's usually if it's chat, if it's like voice, we never go into that. But if it's chat and they're like, like, fuck everybody, we'll just like, like, hey, man, are you okay? And just like, just start leading them into a path that makes them rage more. Usually it gets them to leave the server. So you can be the hero of of everybody if you do that. It's been a while since I dealt with this. And I think that's because the only real online game I play that often these days is Counter-Strike Go. And they mm-hmm. have this competitive mode where it filters five people in a room together for like half an hour to 90 minutes, depending on how long the match lasts. And it like just just the conditions and the well, the high stakes of the match and how uh-huh. 
how the game by itself already is kind of a very well-balanced multiplayer game in the first place. It does mm-hmm. a fantastic job of of filtering out assholes. Really? Like, I only in, like, the bottom lowest ranks of, of CSGO's competitive mode do you hear assholes. When, once you, like, win two matches, you don't anymore, just because <laughs> the demands of that mode filter them out. Like, everyone past that point is all of a sudden taking the game way more seriously than they do in any other game I've played on the internet, and it's great. Right. I have to give that a chance, because it's big now. I never knew it just kind of exploded. Oh, man, you have a lot to learn if that's the case, because yeah. you're yeah, up I against some competition. Yeah, I gotta jump in. But for me, um, if it's text, I don't... I just ignore them, really. I just ignore mm, them, like well, in League of Legends. I would just yeah. ignore them, like not mute them because I like to see them rage. I think it's okay. kind of funny, but like it, if they're like dissing me or something like that, um, if I'm doing bad in a game or whatever, uh-huh. I just ignore them. And usually I'm with a, another guy, so we'll just we'll just like okay, um, if the guy's being like really trolly, we'll just both um, mess with them. I guess mm-hmm. in a way, you know, not necessarily like abuse him, but like be ultra nice to them, ultra nice. Right. And they just, they just want, they just want to be mad. They just want, oh, they just want mad. And we just don't, we just don't give in. We just keep messing with them. Like, oh, thank you, thank you. That's what you said about my mother. Ah, mm-hmm. and we just, we just mess with them that way. But uh, for verbal, um, have I ever calmed anyone down? I've calmed people down back on Xbox Live. Um, for respect not necessarily through nice words um i used to play like i said before i used to play gears of war um a lot a lot and everyone had a mic in that game okay smack talking all over the place it's like the fgc where everyone's mm-hmm. smack talking some people take it more seriously some people are just like trolling because they they it, it gets some hype for the game i will um this is a place where people call out 1v1s and stuff like that. I will destroy the people who talk smack. And the best way to do that is um, I was good with the torque ball, getting those headshots, is getting the headshot with the torque ball. And just just rip on them as soon as <laughs> as soon as they die, start teabagging and just like, oh, oh yeah, God. oh yeah, just like because you can really move around the body and stuff. And yeah. if you do them real like if you do them real dirty, especially in the shotgun battle, uh like you get into the lobby and I'm like, yo, what's up, man? You were talking all that smack. And they'd be like, you know what? Respect, dog. Respect. You know, you got me. You got me. I was like, all right, all right. A lot of a lot of black people played. So like there was a lot of that going on. You know, I was like, all right, all right, respect, man. All right, you got me. But you know, are you gonna get me again? You know, and then all of a sudden we're friends all of a sudden. It's really weird. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. But yeah, that's me. Online communities are weird. Yeah, they are. You know, uh, one guy might be having a hard day. You know what I'm saying? And the other guy might just be having a relaxing, normal day being a dick on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Some people some people just, just get their jollies off. Oh, those are white people. <coughs> you know, I would say you're wrong, but KPOza asks, is there a game or game franchise that you would have the power from, say, a genie or something to expunge completely from the planet? I like that word, expunge. Makes me think yeah. of sponges. Um, I mean, like, I guess the obvious answer is Sonic. No, I think, I think all, how did you know that was my answer? You know, it's just too, it's, it's 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 easy. It's the one, it's Sonic. Like, uh, like, I don't even, 
I see like in your notes here, like reading them now, you said first choice modern Sonic games. I'm just like Sonic, the, the Hedgehog in general, and the series in like, yeah, because then maybe Sega would have just flopped completely uh, and they wouldn't still be like in their death throes, like trying so hard <laughs> to, to put breathe. something out. It's like they're trying to come out for air. They're like constantly like, drowning. Like imagine swim. a world where Sonic never existed. <laughs> Sega kind of like flopped and Nintendo was like, hey, dude, we'll take on all your IPs and just like put like release your games on our system. And then like they get half Nintendo developers in the Sonic team and they make great games. And they make good Sonic, Sonic, Sonic games. team. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sega team. Sonic doesn't exist. Remember? Um, and they make good <laughs> Sega like Sega IPs, turn them into good games. You know, all like the classics on the Genesis would now be like great hits up there with Mario and Zelda. And uh, and Sonic is forever. Never, ever heard of. And that's a good thing. Yeah, actually, that would probably make places like DeviantArt much, much more palatable Tolerable. resources yeah. for things like art. Yeah. <laughs> Slam. You, you could right. search your name, The Hedgehog, and Google would just come up with like the Wikipedia article for Hedgehog or a famous historical figure who has your name. It wouldn't come up with... Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like someone should make a game, just an edited ROM of just one room of Sonic. He's underwater, and there's a console constantly a bubble coming up every time he's about to lose breath. And that's the whole game. <laughs> and that's the whole game. That and might that's have how been you, a room they used for is. prototyping. <laughs> just <gasps> and then he yeah, like, like goes like back they, to drowning. <laughs> they have to nail that that momentum. Like you know how he kind of stops when you hit a bubble. Like they, they had to design that. You know. They they probably that, that they they this probably exists in in um, the Sega basement somewhere. <laughs> Sega basement, <laughs> just just there, just an empty. Oh, what, what game? I don't know what game. I would just you know. Destroy. I have a couple answers. I hope my my notes didn't spoil your. your I answers. only read the Sonic part. Okay. Because so. because I also have on here. I have three choices. First is you know of course Sonic. Second is modern Resident Evil games. Like, if they just, like, stopped off at the end of 5. Mm. Like, I would be perfectly okay if the franchise ended there. Like, right. it would still be sad. People would still be like, man, it sure does suck that they don't make Resident Evil games anymore. But you know what still happens? People still say, man, it sure does suck that they don't make Resident Evil games anymore. Because no one has said, boy, I sure do love this new Resident Evil game I've played since since 5. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. oh, I know one. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Mass yeah, Effect yeah. 3. Please. Wait, just, really? Just, just destroy that game. Make really? it never happen. It ended at 2. It ended at well, 2. Well, I'd be okay with that because I never actually played 3. Oh, it ended at 2 because 1 and 2 were one of my favorite games ever. Okay. Hmm. And three was such a letdown, not because of the ending, the whole experience. So the whole that, experience was the that whole bad. experience. Because I mean, thing. I remember at the time there was a lot of controversy over the ending, but not a lot over everything else. And maybe I just need to like play it now that there is less controversy around and people, the dust has settled, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would be able to make it more palatable. I don't know. Like, why? Why, why was it this bad? There's a lot of decisions that they made during the gameplay that made it seem like no matter what you do, something bad was going to happen. And it just 
it ruined the story for me. Like uh, the, the one of the one of the biggest ones were the, is the Geth picking between Geth and uh, uh, the Legion and uh, what is her name? I've, what, I, for some reason, Talia is in my head, and it's not Tally. her name, Tally. Yeah, Tally is the. I'm thinking about the, the the pseudo mother robot. of Bat, the, the Batman son, um, Talia. Um, yeah, that scene right there. If you guys know what I'm talking about, viewers, that scene right there is just like it shows how bad how bad the game is for me. I hated that. I, I just told it. No matter what you picked, there was something wrong with that. And yes, sure, it when you're looking at it from the, you know, inside of a window, you're like, yeah, that's good game design. No, not in this case. Not mm. not in this case. Um, and especially, I'll never get never get over it, since we're on that subject of Tally. Is they use a stock photo for her picture, and I felt oh, like that yeah. was the biggest <laughs> dump. I, I remember had, that. Oh, that put a bad taste in my mouth. They, they they traced over the like first Google image result for, I don't know whatever they needed. Like I said, I didn't play through it, but I remember I remember the threads. There were there were some giggleable threads. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. Okay, last question, <laughs> and we'll wrap up for the day. This is this is gonna be quick. If we can if we can do it. <clears throat> TomTom56789 asks us, do you guys have any favorite gaming gimmicks? And over the course of this entire podcast, I have decided what my answer is going to be. Oh, what is it? Score shop. Huh? Buying stuff with a scoring system that would otherwise be insignificant. Because I think that's really what like Hotline Miami needed to maybe like um, account for all the criticism it's getting about bad level design. Because the game's mm-hmm. great if you play it like a Bayonetta or something. Like if you go for high scores in Bayonetta, you have to to buy upgrades, and it ends mm-hmm. up like really upgrades that are super duper necessary for later in the game and even earlier mm-hmm. in the game. And it ends up making you learn how to play really really good really really fast because you fucking need to. Mm-hmm. And in Hotline Miami, everyone's super duper frustrated, in number two at least, because they keep getting uh, hit in these wide open environments that um, require them to play really, really good, to like switch between projectiles and firearms and lure enemies around corners at the same time you ambush another enemy's preset c- c- patrol route and like sneak around the others you distracted all in one beautiful chain combo and get scores as high as you possibly can. It's really, really fun. And no one's getting that because they don't have an incentive to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. I have one, a What's definite that? favorite, um, which is gimmick. rare to actually have mm-hmm. a favorite answer. Um, I like being in when you're playing an RPG of any kind. I like to be able to do whatever I want, all classes, kind of like Skyrim. And oh, it, there's some backlash to that. Um, I want to be, I like to be able to, if I want to go into this class, I can go into that class, level it up or whatever. Then if I don't feel like playing that class anymore, I can go do another class. I like to be able to do everything as of being a set class. Um, Mm -hmm. I I kind of like that kind of like RuneScape where you have this whole list of skills and you could just level up whatever you want, you know? The idea is is that those old role playing systems were kind of generating replay value, which is which is silly because they're like in 70, 40 to seventy hour long games, generating replay value by creating unique challenges for every new playthrough. 
and also like building immersion and character by having to play and immerse yourself as a character with specific needs and challenges and and that's like why a lot why you kind of see a, a, a divide in the Skyrim fan base between like old school RPG fans who don't like it and new people or like people who don't care as much you know who think it's Skyrim the best freaking though. game ever in history it's, it's like, like it's so polarizing and, and one camp is clearly larger than the other because mm-hmm. they're probably younger. Yeah, Skyrim is just an example, though. I was just using an example. I, I'm not a fan of the combat in there. Not, oh, not, a, not yeah. a fan. Well, I mean, like, yeah. even then, it, when, when yeah. the content is scaled that high, there are going to be compromises for something. Yeah, true. It's just, it's just that when you get far in an RPG game and you no longer want to be a, a warrior or whatever, you want to wield magic because you think it's cool... I feel like you should be able to and not have to restart the whole entire game. Um, it, it doesn't work in every game, of course, but yeah. for the games that allow that, that it's okay for it to be in there, I like, like that I, type of thing. I think it's just really dependent on the game's design. Like like in Wasteland 2, I had plenty of options for the character that I had when I was beating the game the first time, and when I replayed through it the second time with a wildly different character, I had wildly different options that were revealing things that I was missing the whole time along that I never would have noticed otherwise, and there was still, like, a healthy amount of things to do differently and things to see differently and combat played differently. Like, there's one ability called uh, Animal Whisperer that you can use to actually um, kind of coerce beasts to the side of your party if you level it up high enough and my first time through i was like when when i found that out it completely changed every single battle for the rest of the game and that was pretty darn cool Hmm. and it's something i never would have noticed the first time but i'm like kind of fine with knowing that because it makes it hit harder when you figure it out right and it's like it's like more of an investment that, that, that pays off i guess well, yeah, because it, it, it definitely works with uh, something like uh, Path of Exile, where they have this gigantic tree, and you can go wherever you want. That's the type of stuff I like. That's another good example of it fitting into the design. I feel like that just works with me. Being able yeah. to go anywhere you want from that. You can make it attack speed or unlock these skills are all the way over here, and I, I like that type of. Um, customize customizability, just just huge, just huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, go ahead. Jimmy, do you have do you have one? One what? Uh, a gimmick favorite. favorite? No, not really. Well, that's I, that's I honorable. There's there's some honor in that because like gimmick kind of has a a negative connotation. Yeah, I just really can't think of one. Well, in that event, I think we have about exhausted our news, exhausted our questions, and we will be wrapping it up for the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes, share us around your friends, and tune in next week. And until then, um, next week I am actually going to be reviewing a game that I am very, very highly looking forward to. I don't think I'm allowed to say I have it yet, but you know, if you've been following my channel for the past year, you would have seen me talk about it earlier and interview some of the people behind it. Well and uh, I am picking up Bloodborne if it's good, if it's good. <laughs> I will be picking it up on the day after launch. If it's not, then I will save my money. But uh, we'll see how that goes. But I know for sure I will be reviewing a, a game I can't wait to dive into when, when we actually finish up this podcast. And I also finish up my work that I have left over from before. But uh, you guys got anything cool planned for next week? 
Am I the only one? Yeah, I have cool something cool. I well, I have a a lore video coming out. I okay. I do these lore videos with a with an artist. I do like the voiceover work and and jokes and stuff and. Uh, he kind of like draws with it and it it's basically taking lore of a of something that's does it it no one cares about and is it is it guild wars yeah well yeah well yeah yeah no no no, no i'm not talking about well francis guild wars it's it's a it's a series i'm moving on from guild wars eventually but so it's, is, is it gonna audience. be guild wars this time or not yeah it's gonna be guild wars this time okay. but i'm picking like an animal within guild wars that no one really cares to know the lore about and i'm gonna make lore about it and it's 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 like a more of a funny thing. So I was just joking around the whole time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So all it's right. That type of stuff. Well, until then, we will see all of you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.